This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Good morning. Malcolm White here with Carol Puckett. And folks, it's only a few days before Thanksgiving. Last week, we covered a lot with Elizabeth High School, but today we will cover even more with legendary sportsman and outdoor writer Bobby Cleveland. Bobby has spent 40 years writing about hunting and fishing and can cook as well as he can write. From personal experience, Carol and I will testify that if you can hook it on a hook or catch it or shoot it in the air, old Bobby can cook it. So we're here to talk about everything Thanksgiving, from the bird to the ham, and most importantly, to the sides. Join today's conversation. It's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. This is Deep South Dining. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Good morning. It's Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Carol, how are you? Mal, I am so good, and I am ready to talk turkey. You know what? Thanksgiving is just around the corner, and you've been prepping us. You've been giving us our tips. You started oh, yeah. oh, three or four shows ago getting us ready. Where are we I on the Carol checklist? I a really big tip for everybody today. Oh, okay. Today is the day to start defrosting your turkey. Today. Today. Monday before Thursday. Monday before Thursday. Do not wait till Thanksgiving morning, but um, you really need to start three days ahead of time. Okay. Need to put it in your refrigerator, in the coldest part of your refrigerator. Um, I always believe in putting a pan underneath in case you have any leakage. Yeah. And it needs to defrost for about three days. In the refrigerator. In the refrigerator. Do not uh, defrost it in the sink or on your kitchen counter. You might have a bacteria situation. Okay. Well, nobody wants that. So uh, now I know you got a bunch of people coming for Thanksgiving. I I am flying to Virginia and I will be mostly fed. Uh, There'll be a lot of Virginia country ham involved. And also a turkey and lots of sides. So tell me about you got a huge crew coming, and I, you've got lists after of pages lists. Well, of shopping. I've and been working organizing. on it since September, but uh, uh, my boyfriend John Palmer has quite a large extended family, and we've got them coming from New York, Washington, Florida, Texas, uh, and actually they stay for. Five days. So oh boy! Got to got to feed them a lot. I've got a battle plan. You'll be running your own hotel. Yeah, and you know, one thing I did was about six weeks ago, I sent out an email and I said, "What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish, or is there any dish that it would not be Thanksgiving unless you had?" So that okay. kind of designed or helped a little bit with the menu, and and also um, I've got. 
three vegetarians. Okay. And uh, one of our listeners, Mona Nicholas, had written in last week, and we never got time to it. She said, what do you feed a vegan for Thanksgiving? And uh, luckily, there are just so many wonderful wonderful dishes but i you know took that into consideration Mm -hmm. when coming up with my menu when you have all those people coming for thanksgiving what do you do with them for the other meals like the days before and after i'm surely leftovers afterwards but what about before well i'm starting uh the night they get here wednesday night with venison chili and gumbo okay keeping it easy with a one pot with a one pot Mm -hmm. since people are coming in from the airport and thanksgiving night we're having a tamale tasting uh, uh-huh. One of our guests is bringing two two kinds of tamales from Texas, and I've got uh, Tony's and then the the tamales from Indianola from Pea Soup Lots that they sell at Lost Pizza, okay. and some black bean tamales. So we'll have a, t- a tamale tasting and judging, having a catfish fry on Saturday. You got it all organized. I've 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 got it organized. So. Um, I see your Craig Claiborne book there. Yes, this yes. very tattered and worn. I know you love Craig Claiborne. I do. And and this is a book he he published a series of New York Times books called Craig Claiborne's Favorites and there were about four or five in this series. This one was published in 1975 and I picked up my copy in 1976 as you can see I wrote M. White, New Orleans, 1976, because that's where I lived at the time. And Craig Claiborne is a famous Mississippian from Sunflower, uh, Mississippi, and he really changed the way we we look at food and cook food, and um, he was a restaurant critic and food journalist and book author, but he made a huge contribution to the cuisine of America, and I know You've had a lot to do over the past few years with your work at the Arts Commission to make sure, you know, he gets his due. Uh, as has the uh, John T. Edge and the, the people Southern at the Southern Foodways yep. have actually named an award for Craig. Uh, but we were talking earlier about the the people, the three people, I think, changed the way Americans eat. James Beard being another one. Uh, and then the French chef. Julia Child. Child. So, you know, my theory. They were contemporaries. Right. So, Craig Claiborne, James Beard, and Julia Child really got Americans thinking deeply and more deeply uh, about food and not just sort of what we'd always eaten. And so, Craig published this series of books uh, from when he was the editor, food editor at New York Times. One is, and this recipe is called A Traditional Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and you've done this before. I have cooked this entire meal. That's why I'm sharing it for Thanksgiving before. So it says, if there is one menu that most Americans tend with reason to be sentimental about, it is that for Thanksgiving. We know of homes where that particular holiday's menu has remained more or less stable for the past quarter of a century. On these pages, we offer a Thanksgiving menu based partly on long-remembered Southern recipes, roasted turkey filled with cornbread dressing, plus a few trimmings of European inspiration. These include Brussels sprouts and cream, braised red cabbage with chestnuts, and gratin potatoes, a slight departure from the tradition. But this menu may yet be another reason for giving thanks. And it... This entire meal is is here: roasted turkey, cornbread stuffing, giblet gravy, gratin potatoes, 
Brussels sprouts and cream, whole roasted chestnuts, braised red cabbage with chestnuts. And it's a remarkable meal. I think I cooked it in about 2,000, and it was really, really good. Well, I'll be at your house next year at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tell the 30 people to cook on their own. And, you know, Robert St. John posted yesterday his Thanksgiving feast, and it was very similar to Craig Claiborne's, but with some more traditional southern sides uh, there. So if you're interested, go to Robert St. John and just Google him and go to his website, and he's got a full uh, traditional Thanksgiving meal with recipes for each and every dish. I've got a couple of other tips uh, besides defrosting your turkey that uh, we need to take note of, and one is uh, 1-800-BUTTERBALL. one 800 Butterball. That is the Butterball hotline. They get over 200,000 calls during the holiday season. Uh, 200,000 yes, calls. Yes, you heard it here. Uh, they started I'm feeling like in, Ed McMahon today. Yeah, they started in 1961 and with six home economists. Mm-hmm. And today they have 50 people answering the phone. They'll do text. And this is my really hot Thanksgiving tip butterball turkey even does alexa now oh so if you have um alexa i hope your alexa is not if alexa's on now if if alexa's on now they're gonna really really (laughs) have a problem because this is what you do okay alexa ask butterball and that alerts your alexa it wakes up alexa and you can ask about any skill uh, mm. from from Butterball. See, what I would do, I'd say, hey, Kara, what's up with the Butterball? And that, well, that's, a, that's a, a smart, but not everybody has a, a great cook in their, uh, you know, in their kitchen. Uh, so, say, so, you know, besides the great Thanksgiving feast that is before us on Thursday, there are two football games. There is the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State and Ole Miss will be playing the same day. And, of course, our own New Orleans Saints. So it's going to be a complex day timing-wise. Like, yeah, where do because you put they're the kind, of at the, <laughs> kind of at the same time. So I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll figure it out. Tell us a little bit about the special coming up on MPB Think Radio in and around the fabulous show Splendid Table, which I love. Well, it's a show called Turkey Confidential, and it's an annual show on MPB. It's a call-in show, and it's on Thanksgiving Day from 11 to 1, and Frances Lamb who hosts the Splendid Table. Who you and, know, right? Yes, and you and you have met, but he I used to write Francis. from the for the Financial Times and was a member of Southern Foodways and used to come to Oxford and now he's the host of the Splendid Table. And they are there to come to the rescue just like the Butterball Hotline uh, for Thanksgiving cooks and uh, kitchen helpers and dinner guests. But it's a splendid show on yes. the Splendid Table. So tune in on Thanksgiving Day, November the 28th at 11 p.m. to 1 p.m. Is that right? Is that the right time? That's it. And and hear a show. A.m. It says uh, p.m. on my sheet, but it's 11 a.m. So in other words, while you're prepping your meal, you can tune in the Splendid Table. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. with Francis Lamb, a turkey confidential on MPB Think Radio. 
All right. We're going to take a break here shortly. We're going to come back with the one and only Bobby Cleveland, and he's going to tell us about brining or not brining your bird. We're also going to hear from Patrick Bradley, who's going to call in. He's a, he's a turkey fry expert. So we're going to have Bobby in the studio. We're going to have Patrick on the line. Carol and I will certainly be back to talk about Thanksgiving, birds and sides, hams, and anything you want to talk about, including deviled eggs. So give us a call if you have... Deviled eggs? I, I love deviled eggs on, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. And See, Bobby's Bobby, giving a thumbs, thumbs up. up. That's right. So join us. If you have a recipe to share, questions to ask, techniques to ponder, tricks to consider... Give us a call, 1-877-672-7464. It's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. Shoot us an email, if you like, to food at mpbonline.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Good morning, and welcome to the last show before Thanksgiving. I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with Carol Puckett, my sidekick. Good morning, Carol. Hey, Mal, and I am excited because Bobby Cleveland is in the house, and we've tried to make this happen several times. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. Uh, Somebody's got to run the reservoir. That's exactly right. But uh, (laughs) one of our favorite cooks, and when you get to eat a Bobby Cleveland meal, you know you are something. Welcome, Bob. Thank you all for having me. So uh, you're working out the res these days. Yeah, I'm a consultant, uh, basically media um, guy and they call it liaison officer you'll take it that's and, a french word i guess yeah, I guess so, so but you wrote for the paycheck so I'm <laughs> right with it. but you are a writer you're a sports writer outdoor writer you've done that most of your adult life yeah uh, about 45 now because i still do some freelance so i'm still at it but uh yeah i started when i was 20 in hattiesburg american and stayed with it actually a little bit before i was 20 but mm-hmm. I can't remember when I'm too old now. Actually, we've talked about you on the show before and one of your recipes, the bass ceviche recipe that I've always loved so much. So we're interested in hearing your take on turkey. Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've cooked every kind of turkey there is, fried, smoked, baked, wild. I want Uh, you to talk about a wild turkey. Like if you go turkey hunting and you you ever had a wild turkey for Thanksgiving? Well, we've had it, but not in the traditional sense where we cooked it whole. We Uh wish. I'm just not a fan of the of wild turkey being cooked whole. It's just I've never been able. I guess I'm just not good enough at it to make it. I doubt that. The 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 they have a little bit more of tissue issues yeah. than, than regular turkey, but then the butter ball. Oh yeah, the they had been ball. shot up. <laughs> yeah, you can't call one eight hundred wild turkey because <laughs> all you get is whiskey. But one eight hundred gobble gobble. Yeah, there you go. But. Um, we we strip it and 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 do a light frying, and that's the best way. That's my favorite way to eat. Or you can do it with a shish kebab and make it mm-hmm. a festival type thing with some pineapple and stuff. But we we've done it for Thanksgiving. But um, 
That's about it for that. Giblets, so that you can take the dark meat off the legs and really make it good in your dressing and everything, because that's where all your tissue, you know, you got so many sinews or tendons and stuff uh-huh. that it's just unedible, really, the way it is. So you cut it, strip it, and then make it into a dressing. It's real good. Well, I know you're leaving right after the show to go do some brining. Tell oh, us yeah. about what you're brining, what you're doing. We have our annual uh, shop. Uh, lunch at the uh, every Wednesday before Thanksgiving at the reservoir, and there's about you know we got over 100 employees, but a lot of them are off for the whole week, so we end up feeding about 60, 65, and and we'll do about four or five turkeys and a uh, couple of hams, um, and then all the traditional sides. But uh, Carrie and I are doing the uh, meat this time, so Carrie's from Catherine's, right? Carrie Brazier, yeah, he is the uh, owner. Of Catherine's had it for decades and it's a you know i really like to go there uh it does a great job with steak yes it does uh but the um he and i are, we're gonna brine this afternoon we've got five birds we did exactly what you said we took them out a couple of days ago let them thaw out in the refrigerator uh and we've got uh at my house right now i've got the salt part of the brine already dissolved on my stove coming back down to room temperature with so many turkeys, we're going to do it in one large ice chest, and we—it's imperative that you have a salt and sweet aspect to mm-hmm. your brine. And um, when I did the salt, dissolve the salt, I did about uh, for as many turkeys we're going to have in a, a 160 quart sea chest. We've got a lot of water; it's going to have to go in there. So we used about four cups of salt, okay, and dissolved it in two gallons of water. But when we mix it all, we'll probably have 15 gallons in there. But we used enough to. What's your sweet component? Uh, brown sugar, a little bit of cinnamon, and then some apple juice. And we'll have uh, sliced apples and sliced oranges in it, too. So it's a it's a big mixture, maybe a couple of cloves, uh, just something. I'm, you know, the, to me, it's not really the flavor thing. And what I do with the brine is it's just how much juicier it makes the turkey without having to inject it and all that stuff. Now, a lot of my friends, they do injections from start. They, You know, that's their whole... Uh, that's how they cook, and and I just haven't with, ever with done injecting it. the meat with one of those. Needles. Well, with uh, yeah, you yeah, just a big old hypodermic and fill it up. They have actual machines that you can buy now that with air pressure forces the juice in the in the in the bird or in the meat, whatever you're uh, doing. But that's a little more than I think you need to do when you can do the accomplished same thing to me with brine and then get more of your natural juices in the turkey to stay instead of what you're putting in. I'm Wondering about the about the brown sugar. Do you put that in the boiling water too to break it down, or sure, you just put sure. it in? Uh, I didn't <laughs> uh, oversight on my part. We cleaned cabinets Saturday, and I happened to throw my brown sugar out. <laughs> Pam's been trying to get me to do it for a year, and I finally went through all my stuff and sorting out my cabinets, and I threw my brown sugar out. Uh, idiot. So when I got up this morning to start making it, I had to call Carrie and say, "Hey, I hope you got brown sugar because you're gonna have to do the sweet component." So he's doing that at his house, and then we'll mix them together right before it goes into the big container. So he's making like a simple syrup yeah, with, the, except, with the brown sugar? Yeah, except it's it's not quite that thick. It, it'll be thinner. And uh, once it dissolves, you turn it off immediately and don't let it thicken and, and just let it sit till it comes to room temperature because you, you want to add it to cold. You don't want to add any kind of heat to the turkeys as they're... And then we'll dump like six bags of ice in the water to do our cooling overnight and monitor the ice through the day, and then tomorrow morning we'll take them out and cook them. You mean you put six bags of ice in the brine? Yeah, to keep keep the turkeys keep cool. Keep the turkeys, uh-huh. okay. That's you know, so, it's that bacteria thing. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and you can drain a little off and then add more ice later in the day. That's for if you got to brine that many turkeys. If I was just brining two, I'd take the shelves out of my drink refrigerator out in the garage and just set the container in there. But I can't fit a sea chest in right. six, five So turkeys. are y'all going to smoke them? Every one of them. Same time. We're not frying this year. Uh Frying is actually an easy way. To, it's an easy way out on turkeys once you master it because it's only a 35, 40-minute deal once you get the heat to turn right. the oil to heat. It's three about three minutes per pound plus five minutes. Do you brine before you fry? Yes. Same same technique same of brining. Same technique, mm-hmm. yes. So if, if someone listening at home and wants to, for the first time, brine their, their turkey, let's walk through a one-turkey setup. Like, how would you do that? I would dissolve some uh, about one cup of salt and uh, maybe an equal amount of brown sugar and maybe a teaspoon of cinnamon. You know what? It's great things. You can use whatever you want. Right. As long as you have the, 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 the sweet and sour, I mean the uh, sweet and salty. The salty is the main thing. That's what really chemically reacts with the turkey to make it hold its juices better and makes it juicier. And you, you can do the same thing with pork. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing a ham, you can. And how long do you brine a single turkey? Turkey twenty, a minimum of twelve, preferably twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. But you can brown them for two, three days. It depends on you know where you where you where you can store it and keep it cold. Uh, you know, everybody at Thanksgiving, unless you have an extra refrigerator, you fill it up pretty quick. Right, right. Yeah. When you go to the store, but uh, twenty-four hours is enough. But and so you bring the liquid to a boil. If, yeah, to dissolve to, the salt. To dissolve it or you know, almost just a low, a low boil and then totally let it come to room temperature. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll even add a little ice to it before I take it out to dump it in the ice chest. But the, uh, uh, you can do the uh, brine. I make the brine usually two or three days and let it sit and meld, marry all the flavors together, and then add it to the turkey later. And then your smoking technique is what? Uh, we do a, a, a lot of, of in, uh, imagination in the rubs, but you I know I can only imagine. Yeah, but uh, and Carrie's really, really. But you good do at after it. you brine it, you you dry, pat it dry it completely, and then you put the rub dry. on. And I I usually let it air dry in the refrigerator for about uh, at least an hour because the skin will be it will not come out crispy if you don't make it completely dry okay and then you rub it uh when you before you before you season it rub it down with either olive oil or, or vegetable oil because that's what will brown the bird so, so brine it for oh, say overnight or 24 mm-hmm. hours pat it let it dry completely yes then you put your rub on uh put a, a layer of oil and then oil yeah then, and then, then, rub, rub. then and, into the smoke yeah and I, I tell you what there's uh i don't know if y'all discovered it but there's a store in town here now in grills of mississippi that has about 500 different rubs. It's all the barbecue uh, rubs, and, and they specialize in grills. But they have these professional rubs that that um, I have just – I don't have to make mine anymore. I just buy them, and they're not that expensive. Uh, but that's what we'll do. We'll pick a rub, whatever you, whatever you like, and then just smoke it for 
uh, until it either the little thing pops up, the little thing pops up, <laughs> or until you get at least 160, 170 degrees in yeah, your thigh uh, Cooking thermometer is really important for Thanksgiving. Uh, there are two kinds. There's an instant read and one you leave in the turkey. You do not want to leave an instant read in the turkey no, you, uh, <laughs> because it, they take about 10 seconds. So you open the oven. And you put it in the breast, yeah. you know, or a thick part of the turkey to, you know, right. to read it. Yeah, the, the breast, I think you're looking for a temperature of about 160, but on the thigh, you're looking for like 170 or something like that. I can't, I have to, I have it written down. I'm right. just quoting off the top of my head. That's right good now. information. To yeah. Have, All right, yeah. we got a we'll caller on the phone. We got Bill calling from Greenwood, wants to talk about mince pie. And this is our call screener, Liz Gill's favorite. Hello, Bill. Uh, yeah, hi, and also before before I get cut off, uh, I got a question about Craig Claiborne, but uh, yeah, the mince pie, I cannot find them anywhere here, and uh, the only thing that I could find uh, was that big jar of the, what do you call it, nine-suck mince, mince stuff? Right. The mince meat, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just, you just open it up and you just put that in a pie shell and that's all you do, or do you have to do anything else? Carol, what do you know about well, mincemeat pies? Well, um, I, I think I want to look up uh, while he's on the phone or, or okay. something whether you may need to pre-bake your pie crust. Gotcha. For, in fact, I, I know you have to pre-bake your pie crust. So mm-hmm. if you want to buy pie crust uh, at the grocery store in the frozen food section and be sure and, you know, prick the bottom of it, and then you're, you're going to have to... Uh, pre-bake it and uh-huh. weight down the middle with something. Some people use like beans, kidney beans, or right. rice. You can you know put it on a little piece of tin foil or something to do. But pre-bake your pie crust before you put your mincemeat. Then so, Bill, are you having again. a mincemeat pie for Thanksgiving? Yeah, oh yes, uh, my mama. Uh, she was originally from Virginia, and oh. they always had mince pies and. Uh, uh, pumpkin, they didn't have pecan pies, I guess because they, you know, seemed like the pecans were very expensive there and they couldn't really get them because I don't guess they grew them too much in Virginia. I got you. So, what was your comment on Craig Claiborne, Bill? Yeah, uh, well, in Indianola, uh, they have a nice, uh, well, I guess they fixed up his boarding house. Right. They got a nice little plaque there. I was wondering. Uh, did he consider Indianola his home? Well, actually, I was involved in putting that historical marker up uh, there at that home. Um, he he grew up in Sunflower, uh, but they moved to Indianola uh, when he was a child, uh, and his mother opened that boarding house there in Indianola, and that's where Craig learned to cook uh, at the heels of his mom cooking for boarders and renters so he grew up in in sunflower but then they moved to indianola later and we put the marker up at that home uh to signify sort of his historical contribution uh to food writing and to the food culinary arts in mississippi and it is in indianola you're right hey do you have any kind of uh like a historical museum display in there or is that just a regular people's house it's uh it's a private home and the owners just agreed uh to allow us to put the historical marker up so there's no uh there's no museum or anything there is the food and beverage museum down in new orleans that has some craig claiborne 
memorabilia, uh, memorabilia and stuff. Um, but there isn't, to my knowledge, a, a quote-unquote museum uh, for Craig. All right, thanks for your call. And, Bill, good luck with those mincemeat pies. And Carol's steady looking up some more information about that. <laughs> but we're going to take a break here. Uh, we got Bobby Cleveland in the house. He will take your questions if you have them for Bobby or Carol. We're talking turkey. It's Thanksgiving very soon. Uh, Patrick Bradley is calling in from Nothing But Smoke. He's going to talk a lot about how he does turkeys. But we'd like to hear from you about Thanksgiving sides, recipes, questions, one 8 77 MPB ring. That's toll free 1 877 672 7464 or email us to food at mpbonline.org. We will be right back. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White here with Carol Puckett and our special guest, Mr. Bobby Cleveland. Welcome back, Carol and Bobby. Hey, Mal. Hey, hey. How you be? So we were talking uh, before we went on break about prepping the turkey and smoking. And, uh, Bobby, over the break, uh, you were talking a little bit about how you – the temperatures and the woods that you use for smoking. And then you told us about a, another dish. Share that with us. Oh, the uh, venison. Yeah. Uh, it, after I've got to be an outdoor rider in Jackson and started deer hunting and, and getting a few deer before Thanksgiving every year, my mother fell in love with a dish that we cooked called, uh, that I uh, came up with. It's just venison, tender, it's backstrap loin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take the one, you take it and you cut it into steaks that are about. Uh, six inches long and about an inch and a half square. It's almost it's just almost like a finger. I don't know what you'd call it, but um, and you just season it a little. We marinated a little bit in red wine, but just I don't know why that didn't need it. Why not? It really didn't need it. Uh, and then cook it really quick on a hot fire uh, on all four sides. But we would rub it in Jezebel sauce. Mm. Oh my goodness! And anything which do, is uh, apple, uh, apple, uh, apple jelly, jelly pineapple, pineapple jelly, preserves, horseradish, pineapple preserves, a horseradish, dried mustard, and cracked black pepper. Mm. Um, and it'll we cook, we make it every year. I usually make it last weekend before right. Thanksgiving, and it'll last you all the way through Christmas. So we'll get three or four meals. It's great with lamb. It's really good with venison. And if you rub that on the outside of the steaks, along with whatever your rub is, dry rub. Um, it forms a really nice glaze that gives you a little crunchiness to the outside, and you cook it to a rare, no more than medium rare stage, about a hundred and pull it at like a hundred and twenty six degrees, and they'll cook all the way up to whatever you know they'll cook on up to one thirty. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, and then you serve it with you, you reduce the uh, Jezebel, some of the Jezebel till it's a liquid state, so you can drizzle it over the. Uh, venison wow. at the table, and it, it's so tender, and it tastes better than a filet mignon. It really. And then another thing we do is we take a whole hind quarter off of a deer, 
kind of like a ham. Right. And we do it Paul Prudhomme way where you take it like two days ahead of time and rub it completely down with salt and then black pepper and then garlic powder. Cake it. I mean, it's right. encased cake it, it on. Set it back in the refrigerator for about two days and then take it out and break that off, season it a little bit, and then smoke it. Uh, mm. At like 225 until it got to a nice medium rare, about 125 degrees, pull it. And, man, that's really good. <laughs> that was, we did that for, for Willie one, for oh, Willie Morris you? one weekend, and he fell in love with it. And uh, he was just standing there eating, and I said, look, there's that Jezebel sauce over there. Try that. And, man, he was, like, sticking his <laughs> finger in the it was, it, but. It, yeah, yeah that, Willie Morris was a big eater, uh, a great and writer, an entertainer. and a good oh, entertainer. Yeah. We we need to do a whole show. We'll about do a whole show about eating with Willie. Yeah, eating yeah. with Willie wasn't about the food at all. It was about being around Willie. It was about the conversation. Yeah, he was so much fun. All right, we got uh, on the phone right now. We have uh, Mr. Patrick uh, Bradley. Patrick's been on before. He's no stranger to Deep South Dining. He's got a business called Nothing But Smoke Catering. Hey, Patrick, well, what's happening? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yeah. Rob. Rob. Rob uh, I mean, Bobby is the uh, smoking on the Red King over there. How you That's doing, right. Man? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. We've had it for seven years now. Yeah, I, I judged it this year, uh, this past year, and uh, last year. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah. you're part of it. Yeah. So Bobby so wants to know what kind of uh, we're great, man, and we appreciate you yeah. calling in, and we appreciate you always being there for us when we need to talk about smoking. Uh, Bobby wanted to ask you what kind of wood you use on turkeys um, for the for the smoked turkeys. I'll um, I'll use a cherry and a hickory. I'm sorry, what um, was the first one? Cherry. Oh, cherry. cherry. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll use a cherry and a and a hickory um, for the for the smoking part. Um, every now and again, I, I have pecan, but I don't use it as much because um, it's a very it's a very um, heavy heavy mm-hmm. smoke. But um, I really kind of cater towards uh, more cheery than anything. And Bobby, you use a different wood. I use apple most of the time. Apple wood because I use apple juice in my brine that I always I always use apple juice right, and sliced right. apple. And so I try I'll to make mine with apple juice. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll you know to keep that. Keep that coloration and that and that just that that little sweet that little sweet hint. I'll use uh, a spray apple juice on. Do you put oil on yours to help to to, to get the skin color and crispness? Yes, I, I do. I, okay. do. I rub it down because you know if not if you put them on there as is, they'll it'll, it'll kind of get that little dry, rough look. Yeah. Um, but I'll kind of keep them, you know, kind of moist or what have you. And then from that point, every so many hours, I would go and spray the um, the apple juice to kind of keep that that color there what kind of temperature do you range on your smoke or what what are you looking for well with that one because it's because i'm cooking indirectly so it, it's a consistent uh, about 275 that's my number i like that i like that and, uh, but i don't i don't have the temperature but it's, it's around about 275 where and it's and just straight consistent and it's, it's nowhere near the actual fire because i like those i like I'm about the presentation part. Yeah. So, so I, how many cook? Uh, how many turkeys are you cooking, and are you cooking right now? <laughs> I have about fifteen going right now. All on the smoker. Uh, well, it's seven smoke, and I got seven about about um, eight to fry. 
Well, wow. let's talk about frying. It's fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm overextended right now. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking time to call us. It sounds like you're, <laughs> you're busted loose out there. Yeah, and, and I and I, I, I yeah I, I have I have that many I have that many orders for this uh, on top of uh, my other duties and services. Um, uh, we feed the homeless every year this time. Also, I said I said 150 yesterday, and then we're going to do probably that many or more tomorrow night. And where do you do uh, that, uh, Pat? That's, this is going to be at uh, yesterday was at Smith Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow will be at uh, the, uh, Piedmont Park. But uh, your your business is nothing but smoke catering, right? Yes. And that's where all of these the frying and the smoking is going on. All that comes through, but then on the service side, I, I render from the business. I render those those offers for you know feed and take care of people. Also, that's great. You know, there's so, there's uh, so many people in the food business that you know have hearts like yours, um, Patrick. I mean, when you are used to serving people and cooking for people. Um, Yet you want to share those gifts, and I'm sure the homeless people of of Jackson are having some fine food. When when, when they see that truck and that grill, they hey, you gonna do enough for us today? <laughs> you know, so it's 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 a, it's a production on the road because I, I what I do, and I always told um, on these calls that um, I want to give them the same um, as I give anybody else because we're all human, right? We all we all have the same blood, so you know, in their situation, they can't typically afford these things. Mm-hmm. So, in my giving, it's like I want to afford you to have something that everybody else typically pays for. Well, that's a, that's a a wonderful uh, gift uh, of forgiving at Thanksgiving, and we appreciate that. Would you mind walking through your your uh, turkey frying uh, procedure there, just for our listeners who yeah. might be pondering frying for the first time? I want time. to hear a turkey Bobby frying. Patrick fries. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have this. You know, everybody's on the the, the peanut oil um, deal. That's kind of one of the the um, the, the go to oils. But now you have people with so many allergens, and you have to be, you know, and, and these are questions you have to ask now, like, hey, are you allergic to anything? Or, you know, but typically sometimes they would ask, what are you cooking it in? Um, between the peanut oil and they have a southern frying oil uh, that you can purchase at your, at your local Sam's wholesale. Um, so I have to kind of know who I'm, what clientele I'm serving. Um, the, the basic setup for frying a turkey is five minutes per pound, um, no matter what. I, I typically try not to go no higher than a 13, 12, 13-pound turkey. Mm-hmm. Bob, what size do you use? That, 10 to 12, somewhere okay. in that range. Yeah. He's right so, about you know, that. You, 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 rarely you get an eight, but though that, that, that magic 10 to 12 are kind of your standard turkeys that's mm-hmm. going to feed a, a nice group. Uh, five minutes per pound. Um, I get that temperature. Um, if anybody's cooking, you get your oil temperature up to 300. And from that point, when you when you stick that turkey in there, that turkey is going to bring that temperature down. Right. And you don't want that temperature to go no lower than 225. So you're going to cook that turkey five minutes per pound at, at 225 to no more than 250. For the duration of that turkey. So if it's a 12-pound turkey, 
for five minutes as a 60-minute cook. Right. Bobby, you're turning your yeah. hand around in the studio. Well, I, the, different, the only thing I do different from what he's saying, well, first off, tip number one, like you gave a while ago, <laughs> make sure you don't have too much oil in the cooker because when you put the turkey in, then if it comes over the top, right. then you got you you know, everything We're talking about safety. Every, everything in, yeah. And also tell us, Bobby, how do you but, get it in there? Oh, I, I have a Cajun... Uh, like you cook shrimp in and, and with a basket, oh, I just a lower basket, it in okay. and out. But you can have they've got things you can pick it, little hanger type things you can use to breach in. But uh, the one thing I do different with than in frying is I get my temperature up to three fifty in the to start with, and when I put the turkey in uh, and it drops down to like two seventy five or two fifty from the coolness of the bird. I immediately turn the juice up on the gas up to get it back up to about 325 to 350. And then I level it off and I do three and a half minutes per pound plus five minutes. Hmm. Not, not, you know, that gets you, uh, it, it's always worked for me. It's always been a good temperature range, but it's 3.5 minutes. And then whatever that total is, add five minutes to it. Hmm. And that will that has always gotten me to the perfect. Dough. So, are you testing the temperature? This is for both Pat, Patrick and Bobby with an instant read while it's cooking. How do you know when it gets? Deep fried it's temper- always in the in the grease. It's all the way down in oh, there. So it's a you're, long you're stem. using you're using a, a, a regular it, fry thermometer clipped no, on the outside of turkey. It's a yeah. long turkey thermometer that comes with that 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 setup. Yeah. Okay. Just, you just keep it engaged in the grease, and that that tells you where you are. Temperature. You can get, you can check it instantly. It's an instant read because it's always running. It, oh, it, okay. Uh, and what's the best place to get a rig for frying a turkey? Where, where do they you sell them just about everywhere now? Sell them everywhere. Walmart, Kroger, mm-hmm. Sam's had them yesterday. Back when all of this first started, back in the late eighties. I had a store, I, well, the store's still there, the Everyday Gourmet, and mm-hmm. people would come in looking for those pots and those rigs, and now you see them everywhere. But I saw something I've never seen before, and that is a turkey fryer. They had a big stack of them huh. at Bed Bath & Beyond, an about electric, electric yeah. turkey fryer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Patrick, you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, you know, every, everybody's a. Everybody got a gig. Everybody got a gimmick. <laughs> I, got, I got one friend, Ricky Flint, who's a great outdoor cook, and a, he's a biologist with the Department of Wildlife. That's all he cook with now is the electric fryer. He swears by it, but I haven't. I haven't tried it yet. I don't know. You still we, we running a gas mom. We tried it one time. I tried it one time with uh, with with a friend. Um, it just takes a little longer. Yeah. The key um, is, then you it, got the you have the greaseless you have the greaseless fryers also. It's, it's yeah. just a lot of different little. Little gadgets they're using, but I'm I like I like the grease, I like the oil, I like. Is the, Patrick gonna stay with there. us? I like to sit there and watch it, and you know, it's just that old school way of, of cooking a turkey. Well, I was gonna add is normally when you're doing frying turkeys, like he's fixing too, you're frying a number because every time the word got out that we were gonna fry turkeys at Dad's house at Thanksgiving. We'd have to round up two or three more gas burners and a couple more pots, and we'd end up cooking maybe 15 or 20 in the morning. And yeah. really, it doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're talking 10-pound bird. He's going to be done in 40 minutes. So right. yeah. Yeah. You, you just so move you, on. You, you, you not, take you him out. Next. But that's when the key to the temperature control, because you don't want it to ever get above like 370 
you don't want to burn the oil hmm. because yeah, yeah, then you've, yeah. you've shot it and you've got to start over. But about the peanut oil, too, I have read millions of articles on it. Um, yeah, like millions. Uh, uh, several, A whole bunch. Several uh, that, that say that peanut oil will not affect a somebody with the allergy, but I don't take that chance. It's not, worth, it's not worth it. So stay away from right. it. They have high-quality oils now, like you're talking about, that will hold the temperature like peanut oil. All right, it's break time. Patrick, thank you so much for taking a break from your smoking and frying and giving us a call here at Deep South Dining. We appreciate your input, and good luck on nothing but smoke catering. We, we always enjoy having you on. We're going to take a quick break here, come back with Bobby Cleveland and Carol Puckett and myself. If you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's toll-free, 1-877-672-7464. We're talking Thanksgiving. We're talking turkeys. We're talking hams. We're talking sides. And we probably may have time to talk about desserts. So, it's Thanksgiving on Deep South Dining. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Carol Puckett and I, Malcolm White, are your host today. In the studio, our good buddy, Bobby Cleveland. And Bobby, right before the break, you were offering one more tip about frying turkeys. Yeah, if you have a, like a small gathering where you're only going to need one turkey, fry two. <laughs> because the minute the first one comes out, it's going to be picked on. As soon as it's cool enough, they're going to eat it just out of curiosity. Especially people that never have one. So cook two or you won't have one by the time you get to the table. Okay, that's a good tip. That's, I'm serious about that. Now, and Carol, I've got, you well, got I've some got tips. one turkey frying tip, okay. and uh, that is from the Butterball Hotline. If you, The Butterball Hotline has, like, weirdest questions ever asked. There's a whole – in fact, there are many websites devoted to it. And one of the weirdest questions is a caller from Virginia asked whether she should deep fry her Twinkies – or her turkey first. Hmm. You know, it's a conundrum. Yeah. So, and I don't know if the Twinkies were an appetizer or a dessert. Seems like the Twinkies might do some serious damage to the oil, but fr- I don't know. Yeah, a fried, I, I've never fooled with there's such. A, a, a fried Twinkie. I, why? You know, I don't know. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? why? Yeah. Uh, I, I just had a couple of more, a couple of more uh, hardcore tips for. You know, for Thanksgiving, I think one of the most important things you can do today, tomorrow, and Wednesday as you're preparing is go ahead and get out your serving dishes. Uh-huh. And a cook's favorite tool is a post-it note. And go through and and put a post-it note and put, you know, mashed potatoes here. Don't get there that, that morning and start rooting around for you know, for serving dishes. And for every serving dish, also go ahead and find out if you have a big spoon, put the spoon in the serving dish, the the fork or whatever, right. but it will save you much anxiety. Uh, and, and the other thing is to develop a cooking schedule. And this is important because, you know, we have so many sides. You have bread and then you have the turkey. So sit down in a quiet place and get out a piece of paper and figure out when to turn your oven on to preheat it for the turkey, mm-hmm. how long it is to cook the turkey, 
and then the turkey needs to rest for about 35 minutes, 30 minutes uh-huh. after you cook it. Then you carve it. So time when your sides are going to are gonna go in. And oven space is very precious. That's the hardest uh, part. That's the hardest yeah. part. And, if, is... and if you have like four dishes and one says to cook it on 350 and another one's on 375, just pick a temperature. Just, you know, pick 350 and that dish, you know, maybe stay a little longer. Gotcha. But uh, before you start your turkey, before you turn on the oven, go ahead and get the oven rack set at the bottom so you're not going to put the turkey in and having a hot hot rack. So (laughs) go ahead and do that. And then after the turkey, when you put the racks back in, do as many racks. You know, some ovens have three racks. Most ovens have three racks. You know, kind of measure out how where you put those racks to maximize the mm-hmm. number of sides mm-hmm. that that you can get in. But don't put your sides in too early. I mean, they go cold. So when you start, when you take the turkey out of the oven, or when the when you start carving the turkey, um, that's when to put in your sides. What do you think, good Bobby? Tip. Is oh, that I a hot agree. tip? Is yeah, that a good tip? Absolutely. Of course, I don't do any of them because I'm not OCD enough to. I, I just go in and start cooking and hope for the best. But my wife, thank God, she's she handles all that part. She's good at that. <laughs> and this is that one day of the year, except for well, maybe two days a year, Christmas and Thanksgiving, where you really wish you had that second oven. Yeah, you oh, do. Yeah. yeah, you do. And and you know, another thing's about carving the turkey. All right. It's it's good if you have it or can get it, you know, to use a cutting board that has a well because the turkey's juicy. But when you take the turkey out, you can actually put a um, kitchen towel under the turkey to keep it from slipping so much. Right. And, you know, I advise please don't use Grandpa's carving set that is not used for it. Get a good carving knife or a carving knife and... Yeah, tongs really help in, mm-hmm. instead of a instead fork. Instead of the you fancy can, so you, yes, Thanksgiving but, carving set. Yeah, because you want your knife to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a sharp knife is a, a safe knife. You know, uh, a carving knife is the knife that has a thinner blade. They're usually like 8 or 10 inches. It has uh-huh. a point on the end for getting around the joints. Right. You know, a chef's knife is heavier. It, it's, you know, more weighted. And, It'll work, but it won't go through the turkey. And for goodness sake, don't use a serrated knife. You will be sawing, sawing. Do not saw the turkey. So many people think that a serrated knife is is a good turkey knife. I've seen so many turkeys ruined just in the presentation because people don't know how to how to slice it, especially the breast meat. It'll fall apart on you if you slice lengthwise. Just kind of slice across it. And if you take if you take the time to learn. There's plenty of education online to do it, but you can actually make a turkey so pretty on the serving dish where you can actually lay the turkey back out in its original form, and it looks like the turkey has whatever you call that cooking where you, where you break the spatchcock. back. Yeah, spatchcock. And you can actually serve it like that, and it mm-hmm. is beautiful. With the, the only two things that are still whole that have bone in it are the legs on the end. Right. Wow. And so whoever wants the drumstick. But, Bobby, you're right. There are so many resources online about carving a turkey. Uh, one of my favorites is Alton Brown. Just put in Alton Brown oh, yeah. turkey carving. A good knife. Good sharp. A good sharp knife. knife. Yeah. 
Worth well, its way to go. Bob, thanks for coming by thanks and for uh, hanging me. out with us. And we thank Patrick for calling in. And Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. And thank you for listening to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White, Carol Puckett, Bobby Cleveland. We wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. And don't forget the desserts. We didn't talk much about them, but don't forget about them. The con There you go. Yeah. Our show is produced by Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio, funded by generous contributors like yourself. Our producer is Java Chapman, and we appreciate your input, sir. Thanks to Bobby Cleveland, Patrick Bradley, and all of you for listening. Now stay tuned for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey and Deep's Southern Remedies at 11 o'clock. Join us next Monday at 9 for Deep South Dining.